Hey sister, hey, good morning and thank you so much for being here with me. So I have to be real honest with you. Today's topic makes me literally cringe. And the reason why is because this is something that recently I've been self-aware of that I personally struggle with and I didn't even realize it. But now I have done research, which I'm going to share some of that with you today on the symptoms of this, the causes, and how to overcome it. Because anytime we go through some kind of personal development, um, seek some self-help or you know, get some growth in our life, yeah, it's pretty cringy. But it's necessary if we ever expect to come out of that and become a better person. Um, So for me, when I realize that I have these things to work through, it makes me cringe because I always think about the day that I become a mother. What if I have a daughter who takes away these same um, struggles or weaknesses, whatever we want to call this, because I was too lazy or victimizing to work through them? And make it better and become a stronger woman so that hopefully my daughter will be a stronger woman. I don't even have a daughter, y'all. And this is what I think about. So anyways, I want to go ahead and give you an apology. It is storming here. So if you hear like thunder, lightning, whatever, that's what it is. So the topic that I want to talk to you about before I tell you, I want to tell you why I decided to talk about this this week. So last night I had a dream, all right? And anytime I'm in like a really, really deep sleep, which doesn't happen all of the time, it takes like exhaustion for me to get in deep, deep sleep. I just end up having these deep, deep dreams that are very detailed and elaborate for whatever reason. Um, But this dream reminded me of this topic. So the dream went on the lines of this. I am currently dating someone and he was in this dream and he ended up um, choosing to be more in love with another woman and he left me for the other woman because he fell in love with her. Okay, that's a very long story shortened. That's the gist. But here's the thing. The next morning, I thought about this dream and I was like, okay, why did I have that dream? Because oftentimes, my dreams are like these deep, deep thoughts that are in the back of my mind or deep, deep fears that I've just like pushed back or like pushed under a rug and tried to like bury somewhere where I don't have to think about them, but then they show up in my dreams and I don't like it. (laughs) So anyways, that was my dream. And the next morning I was thinking about it and I'm like, wow, girl, you are such a self-sabotager. Yeah. And this is not the first time that I have realized that I struggle with self-sabotage. So it's very easy for us to point out when other people self-sabotage, but oftentimes we all self-sabotage in one way or the other. And I'm actually going to skip forward for this reason. These are the causes of self-sabotage. It can be patterns learned in childhood. It can come from past relationship dynamics. It can come from fear of failure, and it can come from need for control. I relate to all of those, (laughs) and maybe you do too, but I feel like by the time we've reached adulthood, maybe by the time we've reached being teenagers, adolescents, 
we have experienced at least one of these causes. So it's very easy for us to start self-sabotaging without even realizing it. So let's get into what self-sabotaging actually looks like. By the way, this is all research, okay? I don't take credit for just knowing these things. So the first way we self-sabotage is when we blame others when things go wrong. So an example that I read online that I feel like is very important to share um, is if you're in a relationship with somebody and you decide to end things, you cut things off because they were not willing to try to work with you and try to keep the relationship moving forward and then your friends or the people you know and talk to might agree with you that you did the right thing, it's important for us to take a step back and try to discover or explore if somehow we contributed to the issues in that relationship. Not to say that one person is at more fault than the other, but we need to figure out what did we do wrong and how can we fix ourselves going forward? Because let's be honest, anytime you end a relationship or remove someone from your life, why is it important or relevant to focus on what they did wrong at that point? Like you remove them from your life, why are you going to take their wrongdoings or anything about that person into your future? It's not necessary. What's important is that we focus on how we are going to take our better self. And we can't take a better version of ourself in the future moving forward if we don't reflect what we could have done differently and how we need to make changes in our next relationship, on our next friendship, or whatever that may be. Okay, The next way that people self-sabotage is walking away when things don't go too smooth. Trust me, everything I'm telling you right now, I'm guilty of it too. So it's all right. We are learning this together, girlfriend. So walking away when things don't go too smooth. So like, let's be honest, maybe you are in a job that you feel like your boss or supervisor is not treating you very well. Or maybe you're in a job where it's overstaffed or you're in a job because your coworkers, um, not because, but you're in a job where your coworkers are toxic or not good for you, whatever the reason, like those are valid reasons why you shouldn't be in that job anymore. But it's important to discover your own self and your own ability for success. And if you should really stay in that job or if you should try to face the conflict and criticism of others, it's very hard. But it's through those challenges that will help us grow instead of running away from those when things get too difficult. Okay, this one got me. So another way people self-sabotage is through procrastination. And I'm always like, well, I'm not a procrastinator. Like, you know, I've had my experiences with that. They didn't end too well for me. So I've just decided not to be a procrastinator. But once I read more into it, it actually said that there's another way people procrastinator in the sense of a self-sabotager is this. Maybe you are prepared. Maybe you've done all of your research. Maybe you actually made a time to sit down and get started on the task. But once you're ready to do it, you just have no motivation. It has disappeared. Or you're in this act of avoidance because you're overwhelmed or you have a like trouble managing time or you're doubting your own ability 
or skills in completing that task or performance. And I'm like, okay, that's a whole new level of procrastination for me. And yes, I have definitely done that one before. Okay, another way people self-sabotage is when people pick fights with their friends or partners. Um, I have actually heard people say to me that I pick fights and I'm like, wait, but I'm not. (laughs) So I don't know, but I will say that I have fallen uh, guilty of passive aggression. And that is an example of someone who self-sabotages by picking fights with friends or partners. And so, that's me. Um, Another way of self-sabotage is dating people who are wrong for you. Just dating the people that are not for you. Oh my gosh. This one? Yeah. Me. Um, Definitely in high school, for sure. And a little bit of college. So anyways, if you keep dating someone who has like this similar personality of a relationship that ended badly, if you're trying to make things work out with someone who doesn't have the same goals or visions of a future as you do, if you are staying in a relationship that's going nowhere, um, yeah, yeah, I used to do that. But I will say, I do feel like I am growing. I don't know how I've realized I self-sabotage and I'm growing. Maybe it's through the personal development that I do as a coach. Um, but I actually had a relationship a couple of months ago. Well, it's been a little over a couple of months ago, back at the beginning of this year, at the end of last year. And I ended it pretty quickly because I realized that the relationship was not going anywhere. And I realized that that individual was also self-sabotaging their relationship and it was just toxic. And so I actually removed that relationship, which was like, very scary and a big win for me because <laughs> I don't usually do that. Um, also, another thing is to, you know, thinking about like your future with someone. And this is a mistake I made before getting into my marriage. Um, like if you don't see the same um, expectations of like parenting with your partner, you need to end that relationship. And that was a huge way that both my ex-husband and I self-sabotaged our marriage because we did not view parenthood the same and we didn't have to face that problem until we were married and we started talking about having kids and then we didn't have kids because it wasn't um, a similar view for the two of us. Anyways, moving forward. (laughs) Another way people self-sabotage is having trouble stating their needs. So I oftentimes feel like I have been in situations where a friend or a coworker or a significant other has asked me like, what is it that you need from me? And I'm not able to answer that question. And now I see why. (laughs) So it's like, if you have a hard time speaking up for yourself, it can be in family situations, friendships, work, romantic relationships, everyday interactions, whatever. Like you need to bring yourself to just say anything. You can't just push that back or hurry and try to get back to work or avoid that conversation. You have to, have to, have to express your needs. Another way people self-sabotage is by putting themselves down. If you say things like, I can't do anything right, or I'm not going to make it, so why should I even bother? Or, wow, I really messed up. I'm terrible at this. Like All of those are ways that you're just being harsh on yourself. You're giving yourself Harsh feedback, ultimately setting yourself up for failure and lowering the standards that you have for yourself, therefore lowering the standards that someone else is going to have for you, which is just altogether negative self-talk. And the more you do it, 
the more of a negative habit you're creating. Okay, so let's fast forward to how we can overcome this <laughs> because this is where I'm at. I'm hoping this is where you want to be at too. So if we want to overcome self-sabotaging, the first thing we need to do is identify the behavior. So I feel like I, I did pretty well at that going through that. I was like, yeah, I've done this. <laughs> so I hope you've done that too. Um, so just admitting that we are self-sabotaging, for one, it's painful. It's it's easier for me to say that here with you because I feel comfortable saying that with you. But for me to go look at like a close friend or family member and be like, hey, I've identified that I'm a self-sabotager. That sounds really scary. It makes me cringe. Um, but it's okay if we just admit it to ourselves. Just admitting it to yourself that you are a self-sabotager or that you have self-sabotaging behaviors is crucial. I wouldn't say to identify yourself as a self-sabotager because it doesn't define you, okay? These are just behaviors that you have, like I said, unknowingly, not even accomplished, but just like acquired over the years. And we we can get through this together. And nobody tends to just rush to a conclusion that we have self-sabotaging tendencies and we try to avoid it as long as we can until we're fo- till we're forced with no choice but to actually face it. And so anyways, next you need to figure out like what your triggers are, what actually sets you off. Maybe it's boredom, maybe it's fear, maybe it's when things don't go the right way or having self-doubt. You need to figure it out and you could even actually use a journal to track those triggers or practice mindfulness. Um, but it's very important for you to be non-judgmental of yourself, okay? Know that like you're not alone in this and it's okay to accept these things, identify these things and work through them. All right, so the next way to overcome it is practice having comfort with failure, You know, I feel like oftentimes we're supposed to like perceive failure as you're never going to succeed, but I personally have experienced that you don't succeed without failing. And it's normal to have fear around rejection, failure, or emotional pain because these things are not fun to deal with, right? They're not like publicized is like the fun thing that we decide to do with our free time, let's be honest. Um, But we need to realize that failure is the first step to moving forward and creating more opportunity for us to grow. Okay, the next thing we need to do is talk about it. That's why I'm doing this right now. I'm talking about this with you. I hope that this has encouraged you to hopefully learn something new either about yourself or someone you know and how you can have some self-help or help for someone else. But talking about it is really scary, but it's really important to talk about it with the person that you feel you are either like unintentionally or just like not even aware that you're self-sabotaging. So you could even say, you know, I want our relationship to work, but I'm afraid of it failing. Um, if I, if I seem to do this, this, or this, it's because I'm afraid of X, Y, and Z. Um, I am trying my best to work through this right now, but I don't want you like to think this of me in the meantime, you know? And so, sorry, I burped so rude. Um, but I actually had a little bit of this talk, um, with my significant other after I had a dream. I was like, look, 
I'm aware that I have these dreams because of XYZ. Because in my last marriage, um, my ex-husband actually had an affair on me and fell out of love with me because he chose, he decided to go love another woman. Um, It wasn't like an unwilling opportunity for him. But now I do have this fear that the person I fall in love with will unintentionally meet someone who they love more than me or is better for them or right for them. But guess what? At the end of the day, having fear around that changes nothing, absolutely nothing. It is terrible for me to live my life with that fear because if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. There's nothing I can do about the outcome of that situation. Okay, the next thing that we should do is identify our wants. What do we really want? Because if we continue self-sabotaging, like you are looking for an easy way out and you're just going to continue to carry those fears in every single relationship, friendship, whatever it may be that you have next. So you need to identify what is it that you are receiving when you're at your happiest. And it's easier to do these things when you are single when you're not having a strong relationship or friendship at a moment, just be by yourself and identify when you're alone what brings you your happiest self and what do you actually want to make yourself a better person no matter the role or relationship that you're in. And once you identify those things and once you're able to communicate those things very clearly, Not only are you going to develop a stronger sense of respect and support for yourself, but others are also going to like reciprocate that same respect and support for you, especially seeing you work through these things. Um, So anyways, I just want to say thanks for listening to this. It was pretty lengthy, Um, but I just thought it was really important because this is something that I am identifying myself and trying to work through. So I thought, There's probably somebody else in this world who could benefit from it too. I hope you have an awesome, awesome day. Bless you.